Welcome to our channel today. Welcome. <laughs> I'm Sherian. That's where you say your name. Oh, sorry. Welcome to no, our channel. I'm Brian. I'm Rowena. <laughs> We're Rowena Francis. All right. You guys ready for this? Welcome to our channel. I am Francis. This is Rowena. Together we make Rowena Francis. Yes. All right. So let's jump into the video. What are we talking about? I don't know. We're talking. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. We're talking about uh, names of God. That's what we're talking about today. Yes. <laughs> names of God. We're going to be talking about El Royi today. Uh, it's another wonderful name that I love to uh, to pray, and uh, we are certainly going to talk about that one today. Yep. You know, it's funny how things happen and how little tiny things in everyday life can just speak to you. You guys ever have that? No. It never yeah. happens to me, but I certainly know that it happens to you all the time. It's, uh, you know, I'm time. always looking for like those big moments, you know, where, you know, God, you know, it's like, where, you know, where did you split the water open today and, you know, that I can walk through it and all those other magnificent, you know, things, right? And, you know, Sherry's just like, oh, look, here's a butterfly on a piece of grass we're gonna be saved yeah you know it's like <laughs> you know you know there's those people right you know we're always sniffing flowers and you know looking at all the the green things that are growing listen you know? i say if you can't be positive in life then your life's gonna suck <laughs> <laughs> anyways she she's always looking at these like i, I told you these little just, tiny tidbits in life and you know i mean like the other day you had this caterpillar what did you even name the caterpillar? Didn't you guys like name London? It? London. See, we got a caterpillar named London. Yeah. He came out and he ate like all the leaves off of uh, the pepper plant. And the next thing you know, you know, there's like this whole story and intuition and everything about you know London, the caterpillar. I just think that God is always speaking to us, and if we listen closely enough, we'll be able to hear what He is saying to us. Mm -hmm. And He He talks to us even through everyday simple little things. Yeah, right? it's kind of like I came home the other day, and uh, the mail. I think the mail came to the door, and they were delivering a package. Mm -hmm. Right, so you know. Trust me, this is not like this is an unusual experience around here. I mean, you know, I, that's my, my wife's go-to thing is I'm going to go shopping online. So it's like every day there seems to be a new delivery of something. It's like... I'm even, saving you money. Yeah, like it's like even if you know you don't need something like new, etc. It's just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to order that can of beans today just so I got something showing up in the mail tomorrow from Amazon. Hey, it, you know. I like it to get gifts. Yeah. So anyways, so I, go, so I go in and I get this mail this one, this one day and, uh, you know, I, I, I pick it up at the door. I'm like, all right, here's this thing. And I'm like, it was a bigger box than, you know, you know normal that wasn't kind of full of something uh, significant, in my opinion. And uh, so I bring it up. I throw it upstairs in in the room. Probably think you were taking a nap at that time. Is that sound right? I was praying at the time. Oh, she was praying. As a matter of fact, when this okay. came... I was I was sitting right here and I was praying. So we had literally um, we had just ripped out our kitchen. Um, we're in the middle of renovations, and we finally I wanted to wait till the last very moment to rip out the kitchen so that we would be without a kitchen for a very small period of time. Mm -hmm. So we rip out the kitchen, and that week we lost our jobs. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so everything went on hold. 
because all of a sudden we had to reevaluate our financial situation and I wasn't about to go spend the money on a new kitchen when we might need it to actually eat at yes. some point. Eating so, is important. Yeah. So um, especially to Italians, you know. Yeah, so anyway, so I was really, I was just, I was kind of shaken up and I was like, God, like, what are we going to do? So I was in in our room right here where I'm sitting right now and I was praying. Mm -hmm. And as I'm praying, I was just like, God, I need to know that you're going to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And as I opened my eyes, I didn't even hear Brian come in here and put the package in here, but I opened my eyes and I'm staring right at the box of mini wheats. <laughs> and this is a story today about mini wheats. It's, no, it's not about mini weeds, oh. but they represent something. Oh, okay. Anyways, mini weeds. It doesn't really sound like a lot, but if I tell you a backstory, <laughs> rewind. You'll actually you'll you'll catch it. Okay. So, so when I was seven years old. Seven years old. Yes, yeah, seven. I got saved. She and got saved. Are we gonna keep doing this? Are we gonna keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, when I was seven years old, I got saved and uh, our neighbors, they were pastors at a church, mm -hmm. happened to be um, the church that we ended up going to. Mm -hmm. But um, but anyways, they were pastors at the church and they had invited us to a Wednesday night Awana group. And so it wasn't at the church, it was at a different church, but um, I had no idea what it was. I didn't know. I just knew that um, I liked hanging out with them. And so I asked my parents if I could go with them to this group and Awana. my parents said yes. So we went there and I remember him sitting in this upper room and the there was this elderly elderly lady and she was doing a felt, um, what do you call it? A felt board. Felt board story. She was telling us about Jesus and um, she was, a I don't even remember what story it was, but it was in one of the gospels anyways. And it was on a felt board. And it was on a felt board. That was a thing back in the 80s. You used felt boards when you taught children. Mm -hmm. Anyways, she told me about Jesus and, uh, well, I felt like she was just talking to me anyways. I felt like I was the only one in the room. But she, she told us about Jesus and this man and, and all the great things that he was. And I remember sitting there thinking like, like if this, if this is real, I, I want to know this guy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so anyway, she led us through the sinner's prayer and that was the day I got saved. And so that night I went home and, uh, you know, our family was struggling a little bit and I, for whatever reason in my seven year old brain, I figured, I thought like we were going to starve, like we needed food. And so that night before I went to bed, mm. I prayed and I said, God, if you really are who she said that you are, our family needs food. And with that, I went to sleep. That sounds about what you did. And then I woke up in the morning. And when I woke up, there was a knock on the door. There was a knock at the door. There was. And there was a sweet couple there. A sweet, sweet couple. That I still know to this day. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they were there and they were holding bags of groceries. And uh, I just, I got so excited. I knew in that moment, God was real. I knew in that moment that God was real. And that he would provide. And that he would provide. <laughs> You're we, throwing me off. Are we going to keep doing this? Are we going to keep doing this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got this bag of groceries and you knew that God would provide. I did. And then, but it didn't stop there. So what happened next, I'm, you know, as a kid, you just dig through all the grocery bags. You're like trying to find all the goodies and stuff. And what I pulled out was my favorite box of cereal. And that was the moment when I felt like 
God not only provided for me, but he saw me. He, he knew me personally. And it was just one of those moments that nobody could ever take away from me because God made himself so real to me in that situation that it just, it, it stuck with me and it solidified my faith in that moment. What kind of cereal was it? Uh, I think it was Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. <laughs> it used to be my favorite. That was her favorite cereal yeah. back then. So anyway, so, so this arrived for you at our doorstep. Yeah. Cereal. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, it brought tears to your eyes. Yeah, it made me think of that moment, right? Mm -hmm. But anyways... I want to go to Genesis. I want to tell us. Well, I want you to tell the story. I get to tell the story tell now. Story. Yeah. In the beginning, it's, God created uh -uh. the heavens and the earth. It's not that story. Oh, now we're gonna fast forward. Yes. Sixteen chapters. Oh, okay. Sixteen chapters. All Genesis. right. So we got to Genesis chapter sixteen. Yeah. You got my man Abram yeah. and his wife Sarah. And uh, nonetheless, Sarah had this great, you know, they were, they were barren. They couldn't have any children. And Sarah has this wonderful idea. You know what? I'm going to give my handmaiden uh, to my husband, uh, you know, to have, have children. Because why? I can't have children. But why? Because she wanted to have a child. God had made a promise to, to her that they were going to have children, you know, as the sand, sand on the earth, you know, as the stars in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. They were going to have lots and lots of offspring. Descendants and, yeah. and now here they are, you know, they're old and barren and, and there's no children. no children. So she says, you know what? We're going to help God out. We're going to make this process a little bit easier for him. Do you ever feel like that where you just feel like, okay, God, you're not moving fast enough. Let's go. Let's go. And then you're like, I'll just help you along a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's a fairly common uh, scenario for, for most people. Yeah. never happens to me. I never attempt to try to do that whatsoever. No, 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 mm -hmm. no. You, you guys never do that either, right? But I'm sure there are people out there who try to help God along with the process. Mm -hmm. So uh, nonetheless, she decides, you know what, I'm going to give my handmaiden to, you know, uh, to my husband, yeah. you know, and says, you know, why don't you, uh, why don't you sleep with my handmaiden here? And you know what happens? The handmaiden gets pregnant. And then the next thing you know, when she got pregnant, she despised her, her mistress. She despised Sarah right now because she was one, she got pregnant. You know, and it's like, you know, all this, this uh, you know, back and forth now started going on between uh, the, the two women, right? You know, you well, I could only imagine, yeah. right? <laughs> like I could just see what it was like inside that house. I don't know. I couldn't to even just... To be a fly on the walls of Abraham and Sarai. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Forget all of that. The whole point of Some this is... Some things make you shake your head. Abram gets so bothered by this situation. He just basically <laughs> says, you know what, Sarah? Do whatever you want with the woman. Right? You know, it's just like, he throws his hands up in the air. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so Hagar, you know, so Sarah deals with uh, Hagar uh, fairly harshly, uh, you know, from what the word of God says. And then, you know, she takes off, you know, running off into the desert. And so... She, she's in this desert situation and uh, all of a sudden the angel of the Lord comes along and finds her and, you know, speaks to her, you know, and talks about how, you know, to, you know, go back and, you know, put, it, put themselves back underneath, uh, you know, Sarai mm -hmm. and that he's going to bless her offspring. He's going to bless this, this, this man named Ishmael, which is what was uh, to become. And, uh, and so anyway, so this whole thing's going on and it picks up in verse, verse number 13. 13. Yeah. Here, I'll read it. Okay. So it's Genesis 16, verse 13. It says, Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also seen here him who sees me? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, it was at this moment that Hagar, you know, even though she, you know, may have done something to warrant being treated harshly or whatever, and she's running away, it was at this moment that God showed her that he still saw her. And it didn't matter mm -hmm. what was happening. He wanted her to know that she was thought of, that she wasn't forgotten. She wasn't yes. thrown to the side, but God saw her. Mm -hmm. And so she named that place, you know, El Roy. El Roy. Right, and so actually, that it said that when she refers and says that name, it said that God sees me is the word. It says El Roy, yeah. and uh, it goes on. And I think it says actually that she names the place, uh, the well, and she called it Berathaharoi, right? Which is mm -hmm. in between Kadesh, which is as I said El Roy, which is where we get the name. God sees me, so you know He keeps His eye on you. Mm -hmm. And so you know, if you've ever been in that circumstances or those situations in life where you're just like. You know, you always feel like, you know, you're overlooked or, you know, or, you know, you're in a, a difficult time or you're going through adversity or, you know, all kinds of just why, you know, even just the fact that, you know, we're in this pandemic, you know, yeah. and, and you're just, God, where are you? You know, do you see me? Do you know what's going on? Do you know, you see my situation. Mm -hmm. And and that's what this woman's in. She's in this situation. She's just like, God, you know, I, I'm, this is an, an awful time. This is what's going on. And here it is. God hunts her down yeah. and pursues her. And God just said, there's nowhere that you can go to escape that God can't find you. Right. And that's kind of what I feel mm -hmm. I like over the last um, couple months. That's something that we kind of felt like, you know, it was like, you know, we lost our jobs in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of our house renovation, renovations, mm -hmm. and we didn't see it coming. We had no idea what was going on. And we had no idea how we were going to be taken care of. Um, you know, where money was going to come from because there just wasn't going to be any money. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so in those moments, you know, you really get to that point where you're desperate and you cry out to God, like, God, do you really see me? Mm -hmm. And so now fast forward to May 2020, where, you know, all of a sudden I'm praying, God, you know, I need to know that you're going to take care of me. And this box of cereal comes and it's a reminder a box of, cereal of the moment where my faith was solidified as a child and where God showed me that he was Jehovah Jireh, that he would provide for me. But in that moment, in that memory, it showed me, it went beyond that God was going to provide for me. Mm -hmm. It went to the point that God sees me. Mm -hmm. He sees the moment that we're at. He sees uh, the issues that we're walking through and he's not forgotten us. And mm -hmm. so it was really comforting just knowing I'm looking at it and I'm picking up a box of cereal crying saying, God, you know, thank you for speaking to me. But, you know, in that I knew that he was specifically speaking something mm -hmm. special to me. And, you know, anybody else would have got a box of cereal. They wouldn't have had that same moment because they didn't have that experience when they were seven years old. Yeah. And you know what's unique about it? Is that the box of cereal came with a bowl and mm -hmm. a spoon. It did. Now that's pretty cool, right? A spoon and a bowl with a box of cereal. It was. And honestly, when I didn't find them right away because it was it was just it was a box and in the box was the box of cereal and wrapped in paper was the bowl and the spoon. And uh, I just saw the box of um, cereal and I thought the rest was filler. So I just grabbed the cereal box out of it and I pushed aside the bigger box. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't for a couple days that um, I finally decided like I should get rid of this bigger box. And I went to go pick it up by just like the edge of it and it was still heavy. Mm -hmm. And I thought there's got to be something in here. So I went looking in there and I found the spoon and the bowl. And all of a sudden, it was like God spoke to me again, and he said, not only will I provide for you, 
but I will give you the means in which you need to enjoy the provisions. Mm -hmm. Meaning basically that we weren't gonna have to scrimp to survive. We weren't, weren't gonna have to, you know, um, try to cut out everything and get down to like being, you know, stingy and, and hoarding our money that we, that we do currently have. He was saying that I will provide for you exactly how much you need so that you can still enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. And that was just enough for me to say, God, you know what, you're still good. No matter what, you are still good. And that's been the phrase through this whole process for me, mm -hmm. has just been nevertheless, God. Mm -hmm. He is still good. He is still faithful. So here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, you get a box of cereal delivered to your doorstep and you open it up or God gives you, you know, a, a gift, right? But sometimes, you know, you don't go deep enough into the gift to realize that God actually provided more for you. Mm -hmm. And you got to go back to the same gift that he already provided and realize that there was actually more even in it. Mm -hmm. So when God sees you, he really sees you and he's got his eye on you and he pursues you. And that's what he did for Hagar that day. That's what he's, you know, you know, reveals to us this day that he, that he sees us and but God sees, sees you. you. And, and you need to know that, right? You know, and uh, as, as we, we learn that, it, it reveals to us a, a, the nature and the character of God. And so we're going to just show you quickly, you know, how do you pray through the name of El Roy? Okay. And, and this is the thing, before we start praying, um, you know, all of the names of God that we've been talking about, you can personalize them mm -hmm. to your exact situation. You know, so when I'm praying El, El Roy in my situation, I can say, God, I thank you that you see me as I'm walking through this um, season of pandemic with no money and, you know, not having um, the, our renovations done and stuff like that. I can say, you know what, God, you see me. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you see me. I know that you are there, that you think of me, that your thoughts, you know, the word, the word of God says that your thoughts are good towards me and not evil. Mm -hmm. And so you can use these names to be able to specifically pray into your situation. And it's not just right. Elroy, it's all of the names of God. And this is one of the reasons why he reveals himself mm -hmm. to us in scripture within these names. All right. So why don't you, why don't you give us an example of how to pray on El Roy? All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are El Roy and you are the mm -hmm. God who sees us. Father, you know our situation right now where we're at. And the people who are listening, you know their situation. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you see all the way down to the tiniest little details. You are transcendent. That means that you exist outside of time and space. Mm -hmm. And so I thank you that you see the exact moment that we need those provisions and you provide those things for us. You are El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, and you take care of all my needs. But I thank you, Father, that I am not forsaken. I am not left behind. I am not cast aside, Father, but I am a thought in your mind. And I thank you that your thoughts are good towards me and not evil in Jesus' name. One of the things I uh, want to just point out there is, is that even as you're praying, I think you find it hard not to do this, but you know, there's there's so much in the nature, the character of God's names that even as you pray for one thing, you know, you're using other names of God, you mm -hmm. know, like El Shaddai, they all kind of and, and they do, they all link up together. And I think that's something that uh, is just part of the uniqueness of who God is. And mm -hmm. so anyways, that's what we got for you today. Today was El Royer. We think you guys uh, are going to use that name and know that God sees you and uh, want you guys to be blessed and prosperous this day. So we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.